here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Tuesday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A pleasure to be here with you folks. And let me tell you a few things here. If you pick up today's New York Post, Tuesday's New York Post, you'll see a WABC ad titled Midnight Family. Live radio if you can't sleep. The WABC ad in Tuesdays, today's New York Post, highlights me, Curtis Lewa, Frank Marano, and Noam Layton. That's in today's post. So if you get a chance, please uh, take a look at that. A number of stories we're dealing with this morning. Number one, Richard Ravitz, uh, the former one-time lieutenant governor of New York State. Described as a giant of New York civics is dead at the age of 89. And coming up, we'll chat with longtime city hall expert and one of the top lawyers in New York, Sid Davidoff. That's during the Chronicles of uh, Dominic Carter. And that's coming up at about 45 minutes past the hour. He will be joining us, calling up. Uh, But up until that point, we have two subjects, two topics, good and bad, good and bad. Let's describe it. Let's describe it that way. So one of the subjects we're going to deal with this morning happens to be emails, emails. I'm going to read to you one that's good. And one that's bad. They got under my skin. And it's a continuation of one of the disgusting comments that was made at the uh, Pride Parade in which the chant was, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. And that's uh, absolutely disgusting. So one of the emails that I received was about that. And a a listener was giving me the riot act. Uh, I'll explain in just a minute. And the second subject we're going to deal with, the second subject we're going to deal with this morning, someone is going to have to teach these young people how to act. It's disgusting what happened at the graduation, the college graduation for LaGuardia Community College. Thank you very much, George Floyd, the Minneapolis police situation. Now we have an entire generation of young people with a tremendous sense of entitlement that they can do no wrong that because of what happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis, that they can do whatever they want to. This that we're going to discuss is a racially charged 
racially charged mic snatching moment. A racially charged mic snatching moment at the graduation for LaGuardia Community College. Now, the bottom line, I'm going to set all of this up for you folks. You have a white faculty member or or a volunteer that's holding the mic, permitting the students to say their name as they're marching in, graduation stuff. And then you have a black young lady who she, the young lady happens to be uh, African of African descent. And it's become another racial incident. And what, LaGuardia Community College should do. Let me be unequivocal. Let me be very clear. LaGuardia Community College should withhold this young lady's degree and the staff member, the volunteer with a mic was snatched out of her hand by this young lady. She should press criminal charges. I want you folks to listen to what this sounded like. Okay, go. Let's go. Let's go. You didn't let me get my moment, so I want to say my name is Kadijata Diallo, and I'm graduating today. And that's what it sounded involving this young lady. What? It's gonna be all about me. Oh, drops the mic. Congratulations. And that's what it sounded like. I apologize for the error here. We're having some technical issues, folks. But that's what it sounded like. Uh, what we're going to do is take a break. We're going to regroup, and then we're going to start this all over. I'll be right back. W-A-B-C. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 W-A-B-C. Okay, folks, we are back, and we have our technical problems taken care of. We're dealing with a number of issues this morning. A number of issues. And I'm starting with emails. Emails. Follow me for a moment, folks. And then we're going to talk about that incident at the college graduation at LaGuardia Community College. It is disgusting what this young lady did. You know, she's one of these OnlyFans models. And I get it. They've got to have a moment to take for themselves so they can get a lot of hits. But she disrupted an entire college graduation ceremony. And now it's being considered a racial incident. So the black graduate of a Queens Community College, LaGuardia Community College, what she did is gone viral for grabbing a microphone from a white educator over the young lady wanted to say her name fully. And she claims that the white educator was highlighting white kids but wouldn't give her the same opportunity. But the school, rightfully so, is calling the young lady's actions unacceptable. The young lady has uh, posted, this This is the young lady that caused the incident, that snatched the mic from the staffer. I am always in the right. You will not gaslight me into thinking I'm the bad guy. I did it for girls that look like me. Stating that she had to reclaim her moment. So I'm going to get to that in just a second. I'm going to lay it all out and you be the judge of what happened at the LaGuardia Community College graduation. 
So let me start with the emails. I mentioned, and we'll begin with your telephone calls in a second, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So let's start with the, the positive emails first. So one of the emails that I received since the last time I was with you folks happens to come from Robert Higgins. And Mr. Higgins says, Dominic, you are getting better and better every night. Last night's story of the fireman saving the baby in the drop box, no less, brought my wife to joyful tears. She further brought your story today to her church choir rehearsal. She will have many of her friends listening tonight. Well, Robert, thank you uh, for that, first of all. But now to the negative email. And it comes from a Mr. John Santos of Newark, New Jersey or at least that's what it says here. And it's about the issue of the gay community. Let me just set this up before I read it to you. I stated unequivocally last night that I do not support some of the outrageous antics, such as um, transgender uh, uh, drag time stories, such as, um, such as, Things that have happened in terms of um, uh, transgender athletes competing against biological women. But I was unequivocal in stating that I support the gay community having a parade. There's nothing wrong with that. And I counter the argument. LQ of the uh, Bronx, I believe LQ calls from the Bronx, said that he doesn't want, and he said this consistently, he doesn't want taxpayer dollars used to cover parades for, for the gay community. To which I counter, well, what happens when someone says, I don't like Latino music, and then they don't want taxpayer dollars to cover the Latino uh, parade? What happens when somebody says, I don't like black people, and then the money's not used to cover you know, African American? We can go down the list of things that uh, someone could take exception to. So here's the email I received from Mr. Uh, John Santos of Newark, New Jersey. And he sent me two emails trying to disguise that it was him, that it was the same person. But anyway, he says in his email, and I'm stating verbatim here, I was told that your show is one of the only reasonable shows left, that you are a very reasonable and moral person. Unless I misunderstood you, I was in utter shock to hear your view on yesterday's parade and in general about this, and I believe he's quoting me here, this beautiful movement. When a caller called to say how wrong it is to make such a, quote, a dirty parade at taxpayers' money, you shockingly, and he capitalized shockingly, equated this filthy garbage with all the other parades. Then he puts in capital letters and you are called a reasonable, moral person. Are you part of this quote, beautiful movement that is on the way to destroy civilization? Do you really not see that this is a real poisoning, a real poison, which is killing the souls of so many young people and old? How much lower must we go before People like you will wake up to see that this is one of the worst or the worst capitalized thing that is happening in our generation. It may do you some good to listen to Eric. I don't know the gentleman's last name. 
on Radio 970 at 11 p.m. Now, why would I go listen to another radio show host that's in the same time? It, it just defies logic. But anyway, who will try to explain the gravity of this horrible sin? He capitalizes horrible and why it needs to be condemned by every human being. I don't know if I want to listen to you again. I can only guarantee you that if you continue, quote, beautifying this garbage movement, you will lose all decent listeners. We are all nauseated from what is going on and how some corrupt low-life politicians stand behind it. Please don't be part of it for the sake of humanity. So that's the email that I received from Mr. John Santos. That's what it says here, Newark, New Jersey. And I consider this an email to be disgusting. I, I really do. And so I responded. And for full disclosure, I'm going to read to you folks what I wrote back to Mr. Santos, because I really do hope he doesn't email me ever again in life. And I said, I do not and never will discriminate against an entire group of people based on sexual orientation. I said, I do not support drag queen hour and events such as that or transgenders competing in women's sports. I do not support public nudity at a public parade. Please do not send me another email like this. And then I say, and this I put in quotes, your two cents goes way too far. And frankly, it makes me sick to my stomach that you want the gay community to not have a parade because of your bigotry. That's horrible. Best wishes to you. Again, please don't ever send me another email like this. And so that was the email. That was my response. I receive a lot of emails. Sometimes I don't respond. Sometimes I feel the need based on what the schedule is. Sometimes I find the need uh, to to um, to respond. And, and this is a case in which I, I did find the strong need. Because, again, folks, first of all, I don't expect all of you to agree agree with me on every issue. We're going to disagree on some issues. But I, I, I support the gay community. I don't I don't support outrageous uh, antics. And you're not going to bully me into changing my position, just like I don't seek to get you to change your position on any given issue. We can always agree to disagree. But I want to now, and we see the calls that are coming in. We'll get to them in just a second. I want you to listen to this young lady, this young lady at the college graduation. And first, you know what? Let's go back. I'm going to play uh, item number two first. And then I'm gonna, I want you to hear what she did at the graduation. So here's the scenario. You have two lines of the kids walking up. You have a staff member that's standing in the middle that holds the mic. And you have to understand the staff members told them that no circumstances do you give give up that mic because kids act crazy during college graduation. And what they're supposed to say is their name, keep it moving, keep the ceremony going. But this uh, black young lady is claiming, I'll tell you her name in a second, Katia Iman. She's claiming that the white kids got to say whatever they wanted to say and the black kids were were not. It defies logic on the surface. I looked. So my evening was spent looking at the kids marching up, stating their names. And that was it based on the video that I saw. But I want you to listen to how this young lady grabs the mic from the white uh, staffer, professor 
at LaGuardia Community College. Okay, go. Let's go. Let's go. You didn't let me get my moment, so I want to say my name is Kanijata Diallo, and I'm graduating today. Hey, oh, like yes. You snatched the mic out of my head, so today is going to be all about me. Oh, drops the mic. Congratulations! And she stormed off. Today is going to be all about me. And what it should be all about is LaGuardia sending her a letter telling her that she will not be receiving her college degree anytime in the near future, nor will they release her college transcript, which is very important for a recent graduate, until this matter is investigated and the person that she snatched the mic from should press criminal charges. Thank you very much, George Floyd. It's horrible what happened to you, but you have given an entire generation a sense of entitlement that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, and that's that. And I did it because I'm black and because life is unfair. Now, thank you very much. So I want you to listen to the young lady explaining again. Her name is Katia Iman, and she's a uh, she has an OnlyFans page. Um, I think that's where provocative pictures are are shared, and this is where she explains why she did what she did. So here's my story time. Basically, what happened was. Um, I was walking on and we had to announce our names and say our name before we get on the stage. So I was saying my name and she literally, I was, my name is long. My name, obviously, I have like three syllables in my name. I'm not going to say exactly my name right now, but okay, just so you get a point. So I didn't even finish getting to say my name. And then the people that went before me and everything, they all got to say their name, their major, and even extras. And me and another girl noticed that she was putting the mic, she was pulling the mic down super fast for some black people. I don't want to be that person, but that was the tea. So, I mean, I just couldn't let her, I just couldn't let that happen. Cause I just feel like I worked so hard to graduate and went through so much to graduate that I just felt like I had to reclaim my moment. I'm sorry, like, I'm not a problematic person. I don't want to ruin no one's day. I don't want to violate anybody, but that's what she did. She didn't even let me finish speaking. She put the mic down, cut me off, and that was the only time I was able to speak. So I just feel like that wasn't right. Kadia, you're a victim. You're a victim. You're an African student, African student that's come to America, right? And you learned from George Floyd. You're a victim. You can't have your way. It's race. It's race based. She did it because you're black. She 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 would not let you say your name because you're black. Do you understand how ridiculous this sounds? She literally interrupted the college graduation. And did you know how uh, President Obama, when he at the correspondence dinner, when he said Obama out and he drops the mic? Well, she does her Obama moment, but she slams it into the ground. So the college should be billing her for that mic, should be billing her 
And you should have seen the faces of the people that were standing there with their mouths wide open, not knowing what to do. And they should withhold her degree. And this should be investigated. And the person that she snatched the mic from, the the white staffer, should pursue criminal charges or at least look at it. Now, is this just me stating that this is nonsense? No, it's not just me. I want you to listen to another graduate at the graduation that says what you just heard from this young lady is complete nonsense. Okay, so we, we're having some real technical problems this morning here. Uh, but in, in essence, uh, that's what the uh, young lady said, that, that, that she was making this up. It didn't happen. Let's go to the telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's see here. Let's begin with, uh, let's begin with, uh, let's see here. Let's begin with Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Okay, Dominic, listen, I want to talk to both issues. I really think this this graduation uh, thing is, look, she, she's not an African-American. You say she's from Africa. She doesn't have an ax to grind. This is a situation where you had to be there. You are, you are, you are much too judgmental of this girl to recommend criminal charges. First of all, you don't. You have to know what a person feels when they what they're motivated by. You can't just judge and put yourself in this situation. It's 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 a, it's, it's a one girl did this. It wasn't like a whole group uh, was trying to uh, cause trouble. This was just a so Larry. Reaction. So okay. So wait, Larry. So she has a right. I want to make sure I got you right here. She yeah. she has a right to literally snatch the mic out of the staffer's hand when no students are supposed to touch the mic, to wrestle it away from her, say what she wants to say as parents look on in in horror, throw the mic to the ground, say the day is all about her and storm off. And you're you're telling me that's appropriate behavior? Uh, No, no, it's definitely not appropriate behavior. But I listened to what she said, her explanation. She has a long name. Now, people who are from foreign countries, very I'm not talking black or white. It could be any foreign country. They have they have different names than American names, and they want those names to be respected. And very often the person who's not who's doing it inadvertently, she's not this they're deliberately disrespecting her. It's just that she wants it to go quick. So she's not sensitive to the name. Like, for example, Curtis Sliwa on his show is goes. A bill, a Broadway bill. No, no, I, I got, I got, wait, 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 Larry, Larry, you know, well, Larry, I got your point, Larry, yeah. I got you. What about the students yeah. that want to drag out their name intentionally for more attention? What about that? Oh, come on. That's being very cynical. Who okay. wants to All do right, that? Larry, 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 Larry. Just why you may pronounce right. Larry, Larry, Larry. Larry, Larry Everybody ha- deserves respect. Larry, you, you haven't seen kids. Larry, Larry, you haven't seen kids that, that, um, will put things on their graduation cap that may be inappropriate for attention, or if they get a chance to say something on the mic, they may push it a bit. You haven't seen that before, Larry? Oh, uh, no, I haven't seen that. Okay. Maybe I, I, every situation has to be judged individually. Okay. Okay. You, you made your point. Thank you, Larry. Let's go to Alice in Woodside, Queens. Good morning, Alice. What's on your mind? How are you? Um, wow. Talk, this young lady, talk about self-entitled. My son went to BMCC, then John Jay. 
he couldn't have a graduation because of the lockdown. Right. So this young man right. has to go up there and hog the mic. And let's face it, it's community college. There's some very smart kids who go there and they go on to do great things. But who do these kids think they are? I agree with you. I, I agree with you. And I really believe she should not be given her her diploma nor transcripts uh, for her behavior. And it should at least take six months before she's given. She cannot just operate under the premise of I'm graduating today so I can do whatever I want. and There's nothing you can do to me. It, it just shouldn't oh, be that way. I agree with you. And by the way, don't forget what happened to CUNY Law, the rant that that young yes. woman Fatima. It's the same idea. These young kids think they can get up and say whatever dopey thing comes into their head with no consequences. Yes, we, we agree, Alice. Thank you. And uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry your son had to deal with the lockdown situation. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Yes, Dominic. Yeah, I mean, kids today, um, I would say not just black kids, but white kids. They, they're not taught uh, to be... Um, patient nor respectful um, and uh, it's all about them and that's uh, what that is I mean I see this every day I mean just the other day I took the bus with my local city bus a young man gets on very well dressed wearing very nice shoes with a brand new paired to me in a brand new iPhone and they don't they don't pay the they don't pay the fare they just you know they don't pay so he goes on there and the bus driver goes hey man you could have, you just ask me and he goes yeah 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 sure as he's looking down in the phone it's like they they don't you know whatever it's like the, it's the world is their oyster man and and um this this wouldn't have happened 10 years ago just think you know it wouldn't happen 5 years ago we're we're seeing total acts audacious acts especially from young people because they're just not raised right. I, I just, you know. Uh, bingo. Just, bingo. There you go, yeah. Norman. There, there you go. There you go. So I'm about hey, to go. Hey, 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 hey Norman, yeah. I want you I want you to hold on for a second. I'm you late, it, I'm late for a break here. Just hold on. Phil, sure. Phil in the Bronx. Phil in the Bronx says that the woman has the perfect right to do what she did. So, Phil, mm -hmm. Norman is on the line live. I want you to tell me what you have to say. I just got to hope that you guys don't go on too long because we got to wrap this up. So, so go ahead, Phil. Uh, yeah. Well, basically the, the woman had, had a, had a right to do what she did. Maybe not in, in the complete sense of it, but nonetheless, she did what she did. I believe the constitution, the bill of rights allow people freedom of speech. Freedom okay, of hey, expression. hey, Phil, 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 come on. Now, I, I'm not in the mood for that this morning. So, to, so to disrupt the college graduation, and you're going to tell me the Constitution? Are you serious? You've had you've had you've had Republican senators and Democratic senators and Congress people of both both parties pulling stunts in Congress and the in the Senate House endlessly, and they don't get any notoriety. And this girl, you know, she she got a little out of hand, but she didn't kill anyone. She didn't touch anybody. She didn't hurt it. She didn't commit a crime. Hey, Phil, Phil what, what you're saying right now is exactly why these kids do these things. Let me see what Norman has to say in, rea in reaction to you. Norman, go right ahead. That's a crock. I mean, you know, this this young person, I mean, just because the, some senator acts inappropriate, that doesn't mean that a young person should be acting inappropriate. Uh, her, her, her actions were inappropriate. You have to call them out. And I'm calling them out. And that's it. You know, I mean, she's and if she wants to aspire to be a senator 
or, or, or a governor or something like that. She should learn how to get along with people and learn how to act appropriately. That's just, that's like, okay, okay, they'll act like an animal because, uh, you know, our senators act like animal. I, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't believe that. That's, I, you know, I, expect, I agree with I you, Norman. more from young people. I, I agree with I you. I want Thank more you. for young people. I'm going to give Phil the final word on this. Phil, go right ahead. The final word is, why didn't you stop that man on the bus with the iPhone and, and correct him? If you're so upset and so pulled back to the to one side wait, by wait, it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Phil, Phil, I have no idea what you're talking about. You said stop a man he on. Said the man got on the bus with the phone and just didn't pay the fare. And he, oh, he, right, you noticed right, right. it. Okay, but what does that have to do? Oh, boy. Okay. All right, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you. I, I'm, I'm standing here. I'm, I'm confused now, folks. The bottom line. Okay, you know what? Let's take one more call before I take a break. Tony in Florida. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Good morning. I just cannot believe what a spoiled little brat she is to actually wrestle this person for the microphone. Yes, that's what she did. And lie. She lied about how they cut her name off and explained how entitled she was. She is lying. There's no doubt about it. charge her. They should charge her with criminal mischief for breaking the mic. And if you touch somebody against their will, that's considered a crime. They should charge her with that, too. Agreed. Hey, Tony, thank you for the call. I'm going to take a break. But we did find that soundbite of another graduate that was there that says that everything this young lady says occurred and that they were sliding students of color. She says it did not happen. Listen to this. So that video is a little hard to watch. but um. I too graduated from LaGuardia Community College yesterday, class of 2023. Um, I was there. Everyone had the opportunity to say their first and last name. No one said anything more, no one said anything less. Um, The young lady, I understand it was her moment. Um, I feel like she went about that the wrong way. Um, No one was discriminated against. No one was racially profiled. No one was trying to discriminate against her. And to be totally honest, she handled this very poorly. Um, I'm sorry that she felt like she had a a bad experience, but this was the only issue all day yesterday. The ceremony was great. Everything else was great. Everything else was great. LaGuardia Community College should withhold her degree, refuse to release her transcripts to her, and the professor or staff member that she snatched the mic from, the uh, white lady, should look at pursuing criminal charges. It really is that simple, folks. We are going to take a break. Uh, we'll come back with more of your telephone calls coming up in about 10 minutes during the uh, Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Sid Davidoff, longtime City Hall expert, will be calling in to discuss the death of the former lieutenant governor of New York State, Richard Ravitz, who just recently died at the age of 89. WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Rocco in Saratoga. Good morning, Rocco. What's on your mind? 
morning, Dom. You, you got my blood boiling this evening. Uh, tell tell Larry from Brooklyn and Phil from the Bronx to go to bed. They they they, they need the rest. They need the sleep. They don't know what the heck they're talking about. Okay, it's disgusting. These yeah, whatever they are, they get a whole freaking month to celebrate gay. Columbus Day is taken away from us Italians and given to the indigenous people. They should have a day, the indigenous people, but not our day. What the heck is that all about? And yet the gay people have a whole month. Black black history is a whole month. But the Italians wipe us off, right? Get rid of us. We didn't come here. We don't contribute to society. Only them. Hey, Dom, I got a really big story for you. This exclusive, we got to take it offline about a reverse uh, George Floyd incident that happened up here in Saratoga. If you get the drift, it's being swept under by the Saratoga Sheriff's Department. They don't want anyone involved, but unfortunately, the FBI is involved in the Justice Department. But this is just for you offline. We have to take it. OK, I'll give you the details. All right. But anyway, this is disgusting stuff. We got to put an end to it. Let's stand up. The silent majority. I'm tired okay, of being but wait, Rocco, when you say this is disgusting stuff, I have no idea idea what you're talking about right now what, oh everything what? The, the gay the gay marches they're gonna take our kids but they they come there my grandkids i'll take them down bronx style let's see who wins i'll take them down bronx style dom if you know what that means well um having having yeah. come from the bronx no. i'm not necessarily yeah. proud yeah. <laughs> <Fifty six> in <laughs> Cortland. send them there I'll meet them there on the freaking corner and let's do it. Mm. Tell me you're going to take kids. I'll, I'll make sure you don't take anything but your lives back. Mm. Stupid okay. nonsense. Okay. And the stupid nonsense. Okay, Rocco, I got you. Thank you for this, uh, for that comment. Um, folks, I want to take more of your calls, but our guest is standing by on the phone, and that is uh, Sid Davidoff, a uh, longtime uh, City Hall observer and uh, one of the top lawyers in New York. We're going to take a break, and we'll get back to some of your calls uh, towards the end of the show, but we will take a break right now. When we come back, we'll chat during the Chronicles of Dominic Carter with uh, Sid Davidoff, and we will talk about the recent death of Richard Rabbits, one of the former lieutenant governors of New York State, who has died at the age of 89. We'll be right back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And with us right now, longtime City Hall insider Sid Davidoff, who worked under the administration of Mayor John Lindsay, Sid Davidoff, one of New York's top lawyers and longtime friend and colleague of Richard Ravitz. So, Sid Davidoff, let's begin this way. First of all, nice chatting with you. Talk to me about Richard Ravitz, the man that was around New York's political scene for so very long and was so important to New York. Uh, thanks, Scott, uh, Dominic, for having me tonight. And, um, I, you know, the sad day for New York uh, with the passing of Dick Ravage. But um, I, I look back on the years that uh, he served the city and the state, you know, going back into the 70s when um, the city was considering bankruptcy uh, and Governor Carey put a team together. Dick Ravage headed that team to bring the city back to where it should be. Um, later on, he was appointed 
to the head of the uh, MTA. Um, he he brought the MTA on to its feet. Um, he has um, been involved in where banks could have failed. He has been brought in to help them out and succeeded. He was lieutenant governor uh, under David Patterson when Patterson took over the governorship. I mean, this is a man with so much resume, you, you know, you would take a book to fill it. Um, and all the time he served New York City and New York State with such dignity. I remember many, many times he'd be sitting in his office discussing some other things, and he would take several phone calls, one right after the other, from the governor of Puerto Rico, uh, you know, was having trouble with uh, bonds, uh, potential default, uh, uh, talking about bankruptcy, a state official in another state in a similar problem where their bonds were being defaulted, uh, to just anybody who had who wanted to run for office or wanted to go into public life, he would sit and chat with and talk to. He was truly, um, I thought he was a hero, so he's not an unsung hero, but the things we know about him that you see in the press and we'll be reading his obituaries and his, and his resume, the, uh, there's so many things that we didn't know about him, of a man who just graciously gave him his time and his intelligence um, truly an icon in New York. I remember, and we are chatting with the legendary Sid Davidoff, I remember uh, regarding the passing of Richard Ravitz. I remember the 89 race for mayor. I think it was 89 when, when, when he ran for mayor uh, and he didn't win. But I remembered him as a, a, as a very, very smart guy. And he, he's credited with uh, saving, if you will, turning around the MTA in the late 1970s. Do you recall, do you remember how he went about doing that? Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, the, uh, the, the governor gave him control. Um, he insisted upon, how the, you know, changing how the funds were spent. He negotiated great union contracts. Uh, he raised the fare to the chagrin of many, but, but it really, it had to be done. No one wanted to take the political responsibility of, of raising fares. And so, you know, the, the governor and the mayor looked the other way and said, oh, it's not up to you, it's up to Ravage. So Ravage had to take it. But, he t you know, he, he knew what had to be done. Uh, his race in 89, I always kidded about him. I said, Dick, you're a great guy, but a terrible candidate. <laughs> he, he, he really, you know, that wasn't for him. He, he's a, a thinker, a doer. You know, not a, not a politician. You would think that a guy who served so many you know, governors and mayors, a guy who was lieutenant governor, would be a great politician. Uh, he wasn't. He was a great statesman. And not all great statements make great politicians. It's funny that you say that, Sid Davidoff. Uh, from the outside, as a journalist covering the 89 race, what you just articulated was exactly the way that I saw it. I said to myself, this guy, referring to Mr. Ravitz, that he is a genius, an absolute genius, and a financial genius, uh, but but not the type for the showman showman like skills that it takes to be the mayor or the governor of New York, and that that race didn't work out. But he still went on to many, many, many great things. That was almost like like a first chapter, even though for most people at that point he had already did enough for a lifetime. Absolutely, and at the age of eighty nine. And still fighting. I mean, I just attended a meeting with him the other day, a couple of weeks ago, where he had brought in a bunch of people to help talk about a, a, a foundation he was 
and very involved in to help the city um, in, it, in its problems on a varied amount of problems that he hired a staff for and so on. So right up to uh, just several weeks ago, he was in there saying, we got to get together and do more. So Sid Davidoff, explain this one for me. Uh, David De- David Dinkins, uh, David Patterson was the lieutenant governor, and uh, Spitzer has to step down. Uh, Patterson quickly becomes the governor, right? So that leaves yes. the lieutenant governor job wide open, and you have to have one because if something happens to the governor, someone has to be able to take over. And so the government was in crisis in New York, and boom, out of nowhere, Patterson appoints uh, Mr. Ravitz, the lieutenant governor of New York State. So in other words, he's a heartbeat away from becoming governor under Governor Patterson. How did that come about? Well, you know, it was uh, David. David Jeff Patterson was a great guy. And what David is great about is he knows what he doesn't know. Uh, he served as a, uh, a state senator. He became a, uh, a lieutenant governor uh, when, when he was tapped for it with Spitzer. And then he became governor, and he realized at that point that really running the state, it's, it's finances, it's budget, uh, multi-billions of dollars, that he needed somebody by his side who he could trust, who he believed in, and had no, and, you know, and had no agenda. And so he called Dick uh, Ravitch out of the blue, and he said, I want you. Dick, who was, would never say no in that situation, said yes. And so he, he had to disassociate himself from businesses and so on. Uh, it was um, uh, it, it was something that was not easy to do, but there was never even a question. The governor asked, he did it. That's how it came about. And 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 that was that. And and he went down in history. So in looking back at his life, I mean, you two were longtime friends and colleagues. I believe your firm even represented Mr. Ravitz during the uh, development of the Waterside Plaza community. First of all, is that accurate? No, we actually, I live in Waterside. Um, well, no, we, it was John Lindsay, though, when I was at City Hall when it was happening. It was John Lindsay who heard Dick Ravage and his partner, um, who was an architect, um, come with the idea of building this on the waterfront of, of uh, Manhattan. It is the only residence east of the FDR Drive. So think of that. The FDR Drive cuts through on the east of Manhattan, and the only residents are these four buildings, 1,700 families that Dick Ravage built for people who could afford, who couldn't afford higher rents. Um, and he, he built a community that several generations have been involved in and live there still, and I see that now as a tenant. Um, my wife, Linda Stacy, who raised her daughter there, her daughter is, and our daughter is now raising their three grandchildren there. So, you know, wow. you about, and, you know, it took about four generations here. Of course, um, uh, Linda's mother moved in, 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 a, in an apartment that couldn't be afforded by anybody who wasn't on, who needed help. And Dick was able to do that. So later on in life, I, you know, I was, as I say, I was at City Hall when it was, when the mayor agreed uh, that to, to, for the fill, all the things that had to be done to fill, to, to bring this to, to fruition. Um, and then later on, a number of years later, I would come back to live there, and Dick would retain me as castle, one of his castles for Waterside, which is a thrill. Wow. wow, look look at that. So, Sid Davidoff, and in wrapping this up here, 
when we talk about the life and times of Richard Rabbits, and, you know, perhaps it's a sign, Sid, that I'm getting old because I remember him well, I covered him, and now he's gone. How should he be remembered? Well, you know, the governor's going to, uh, my understanding is put flags at half, uh, half staff for him on Wednesday. His funeral's on Wednesday. He has got to, he will, will always be remembered, but those of us who, who have been involved, were involved, and for the next generation to come, the story will be told that when the city was going bankrupt, when the MTA was going bankrupt, it was Dick Ravage who stepped up and made it work. And his, his ability, his understanding, his wisdom put us through a very, very difficult era uh, of the city uh, and the state. So that's how I think we'll be remembered most. And he was always a good guy. I, I never saw the man raise his voice. You know, very, very smart guy. That's that's all I can remember of him. And so, Sid Davidoff, we thank you so much for joining us this morning. Anytime, Dominic. Always a pleasure. Sid Davidoff reflecting on Richard Rabbit's former one-time lieutenant governor of New York State, dead, died Sunday at the age of 89. We're going to go back to your telephone calls Discussing a number of issues, I'm looking at an email I just received from Michael Pagan in Claremont, Florida. He says, hey, Dom, I, like you, support the gay community. I have no problem with you loving who you love. However, I think people like your email sender feels the movement has been hijacked by the radical side of the movement, and it has been interjected into all facets of life from sports to movies and even commercials. And I think people are tired of the movement being shoved down our throats. I would agree with that and told we are phobes uh, of some sort if we even remotely state how we feel. I agree with that. Just a thought. Have a great day, Don. Michael Pagan, Claremont, Florida. Let's go to Warren, upstate New York. Good morning, Warren. What's on your mind? Well, as far as all this gay marches and gay pride and all that other stuff, I think that we as a country are got away with, from where our country was originally, our forefathers, our forefathers, our country was built off the Bible and what the Bible says. And I don't believe that, you know, God recognizes gays. Okay, but and, there, and, but there, but, hey, think, Warren, but there are a lot of things in the Bible that says we should not do, and people do them every day. So, how do you just highlight one single issue, one one group? Two wrongs don't make a right. Right. So, so you're so you're telling me it's okay to discriminate against gay people? Please tell me you're not stating that, Warren. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a country, as a whole, we have to get back to our basics. Okay. I mean, just like just like uh, these illegal aliens and all these other stuff crossing our borders, this would never be allowed. This is treason towards our country. Well, I I, I hear you. Thank you, thank you very much. Let's quickly go to uh, Robert in Suffolk County, and then I'm going to bring in Frank Morano. Go right ahead, Robert. Hi, Dominic. Hi, Robert. You got to be quick, please. Go ahead. That's that sounded like an evil chant. To you know, Satan or or a demon or something with those people. When you say I agree you, with you, that. wait, 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 you're referring to the gay. I don't know what you're referring to, Robert. Are you talking about the 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 gay community issue? The gay pride. Okay, parade, okay, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, please. 
I agree with the uh, person who emailed that it's being hijacked by the radical trans element of this. Okay. And they really have no business injecting, inserting themselves into the gay pride. Okay. Well, I I, I hear you, Robert, and I I think it has been hijacked, too. But at the same time, I have to be honest with you. Uh, You know, I I, I don't know, folks. Thank you, Robert. You know, but... (laughs) One is as long as you're not subjecting our kids to it, as long as you're not doing these things in full public view and and uh you know where I'm where I'm going with this folks, then I say live and let live and you know, it, it's a tough issue. Let me uh get off of that. Let's go to Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what do you have hey, I love the uh interview that you did last night with well, I should say this morning. That you did with, uh, well, no, yeah, it was yesterday morning. With yeah, Bill trust O'Reilly. me, it was a tricky time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I thought he was, uh, he was very candid as he always is, and uh, he had a lot to say, sir. You know what was great? We'll talk about it. He does something I do similar with pro high profile interviews. Uh-huh. You have to let them know you're talking too much. Wrap it up, or I'm going to cut you I, off. I, you know, I have a lot to learn from both of you guys. Well, that's I don't for know sure. about that, but what do you have coming up? In a half hour, I'm going to talk with uh, the associate editor of The Hill, Anna. Necklacen about why so many young people are getting cancer. It's a real big, disturbing trend. We're going to explore it. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, must listen to radio coming up right now, right after news headlines. This is New York's talk leader, the crown jewel of talk radio. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bay.